0: episode 276 of global from asia podcast welcome to the global from asia podcast where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice and now your host michael Niccolini. thank you everybody for choosing to download and listen to this show it will be going online on day one of cross-border summit 2019 october 22nd 2019 be a very special day actually six six years global from asia was born in uh bangkok and dynamo circle and october 22nd 2013 this domain was registered and the podcast maybe wasn't recorded but was planned to be a hong kong podcast and hong kong is under a huge uh, monumental lifetime amount of news right now I think you can check that out for yourself and the show has been quite uh through quite a bit and I am I'm really excited to now, to announce that we have our fourth book or well mine or ours I call it ours the e-commerce gladiator book for those of you that listen to the show over the years you may have heard some of our para living or sisitano story and we have made that a kindle book i wrote it over the years and have been of course you can listen to the podcast but this is more like a story and learning all put together in one about 180 pages book i'll be signing those for those that were able to make it to cross border summit this year we'll also be launching it if you're on our email list you'll be getting a special email about that today um you can also check it out on our site or eCommerceGladiator.com. But I'm really excited about today's today's episode and I am on the mo- I'm on a move. I'm trying to get this one intro done while I'm in Bangkok at Down my Circle and I'm heading back to the summit. But I was able to squeeze an in interview with one of our main investors of the well first e-commerce gladiator series or para living or Sisitano, whatever you want, Kadrian Chan. And uh, we went through the whole process of the acquisition and it was a little bit, a little bit stressful the last month or two of that deal. And it's in the book too. I, uh, Adrian checked it out and I thought it'd be fun to bring him on and kind of reflect on what we learned and what, what we, um, could have done differently and different perspectives. And, uh, you know, he's the, he was the big money guy put in $25,000. So it was really awesome and, uh, is happy and we're still friends after. So that's the best part. And I think we all, took a lot from this uh, business uh, opportunity and I really appreciate everything so I'm really happy to have our book launch podcast ecommercegladiator.com book or search on Amazon really appreciate your support it's just a fun little book a little bit of our story and also learning tips for people but without further ado let us go with Kadrian are you looking to sell your Amazon business or are you looking for opportunity to invest in amazon businesses you maybe don't want to get your hands dirty be a gladiator in the arena like e-commerce gladiator so check out alpharockcapital.com they we i'm a shareholder i sold my business to them the gladiator we're talking about today and i joined as director of marketing or content or the connector dude If you'd like to have them take a look at your business, I, of course, could help you. Or we have an amazing team of investor relations and others that would love to consider you trusting your money with us or your business with us. Check it out at alpharockcapital.com. They will also be sponsoring Cross Border Summit and this show, really. I mean, they they support me. They support uh, everybody. So if you like this show, definitely consider thanking them and Alpharock Capital. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kajri, for hopping on this special edition for the podcast. Uh, the book is finally live. Uh, it's been a couple months since uh, acquisition and everything, and we've been talking. It was a pretty intense couple of couple of weeks of uh, of that process. But yeah, I think, like you just said, we don't really have a script today. It's kind of kind of like you had said you would. Um, you're uh, you'd maybe just share some. We could just share what we learned and what. How about the, how the process went so um if you just want to start where where you we work mm-hmm, sure
1: i'll I'll just freestyle because there's no script <laughs> uh, but uh, first of all, I want to give a big thanks to Mike for having me here and also for doing the e commerce project together uh it was a an awesome, really great experience i of course, I learned a lot about doing e-commerce business, uh, this is my first e-commerce or FBA business, in fact, and also doing business in China in general. Uh, I actually had a chance to, I built a tech startup in Shenzhen before, but it's a totally different business. You, you deal with very different people in the tech business. Uh, I mainly deal with the programmers and we spoke the Programming language. There wasn't a lot of cultural or mm. or uh, language barrier. Uh, it was very different in e-commerce business. Talking to the suppliers, yeah, the, all the negotiations. It was very new for me because I was I was from engineering background. So, uh, but but most of all, I think the uh, this is very unique experience. Because we're uh, our team is a fully remote company, so I I learned a lot on how how to being organized or working with people 24/7 all through the internet. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> we we had freelancers and VAs and yeah, it it requires a totally new set of skills. So it was, uh, sometimes it's overwhelming, uh, to be honest, but we we got through a lot of the obstacles, and I was very happy when we had our first product on uh, Amazon selling, and yeah, I, I just think it was amazing.
0: Yeah, we went through quite a bit, it was two years, if you can believe it, since we started till till the uh you know the acquisition so it was summer right. 2017 i remember the calls with the team at the beginning remember i was traveling to a beach town it was kind of <laughs> had bad internet i don't know my wife had some beach house rental and we were doing these calls with yeah like we had jack in the us and we had roland in europe and Marry you, me on like Hong Kong, Shenzhen or China, you know, and uh, it was uh, it was really crazy that we could actually put this company together <laughs> right. online and yeah, all these there were so many people. I guess for me, I feel like that was one learning bit. I think we had too many people, which sounds weird because usually more people is good, right? Or I don't know. How do you think? Do you think it was? What do you think of the amount of people on the team? I think it's okay. Uh, sometimes uh, in the
1: meetings, it it, it can be a, a bit overwhelming because more people means more opinions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: so so sometimes when it came to voting, I I had to try to balance between some some like over time. I I think we. Treat each other really like friends, but when it comes to voting time, sometimes we might be in heated argument.
0: I <laughs> still <as you> remember. <laughs> yeah, I can remember. Yeah, some of that. And, and
1: it's it's crazy because uh, at at first I was still working in the bank, and then sometimes I I had to actually hide in the corner for the calls, and for the call to became a, a heated argument is is kind of <laughs> embarrassing. Mm.
0: At that time. Mm. I see. Yeah. yeah. If, if you remember. <laughs> like the, the first couple of months. I mean, I feel like there was like that uh, often. <laughs> I'm <trying> to remember. <laughs> there was a lot of differences we would have. I remember there was uh, choosing the product or the, the category. Yeah. Then, you know, like decisions about suppliers um well yeah that product category the mocha pot is still hard i mean we're still working with that factory after the acquisition and uh it's just still a long lead time and it's just so long to get it shipped out and it's um it's it's definitely challenging but yeah i i i do feel like there was probably too many people at the early stages um where you, and then I think – I think Mayor said it to me. He says, I'm too democratic or I'm too uh, – I was always trying to get people to vote for everything and he says we didn't need to have everybody always vote on everything or to that many things. So mm-hmm. that's what caused some of the confusion <sighs> was people were voting all the time when maybe we didn't need everybody to be involved in all of the decisions that had to be made. Mm-hmm. I I think
1: about personnel. One thing, uh, if we started all over again, so we we had five people, but we didn't have a single person based in Yiwu, where our suppliers are based. So if if we chose the electronics as as a one of the category, then it is better because we have people in Shenzhen. But we we did we we didn't know in advance that w- we're going to pick the supplier in Yiwu, so that that was one problem for us as well.
0: True, but at the same time, I know when Mayor and I thought of this idea, we were we wanted to be fully remote. I mean, most Amazon sellers are not in China oh, ever, true, or maybe true. they just come for the trade shows, or they just come out for, um, you know, sometimes but a lot of sellers never even go to the factories. So, um, I don't know if that had to be a requirement for the business. Um, I'll be honest. I've said it uh, in the book. I, I think we've talked about it. the hardest part was we didn't really have anybody really dedicating majority of their time on this for, uh, but, cause you know, that was always, I think one of the main, main issues. Um, there was everybody part-time or half-time but uh you know if dedicated would have probably helped quite a bit you know moving it forward faster mm-hmm. and maybe that person wouldn't have had to have so many votes I think maybe it was cuz of my leadership people would wait until every the weekly call like the Sunday night call actually we're talking about the the time we're talking now is almost the same time as our weekly right. calls we had but I think what happened was people would just wait until weekly call to report what they were doing and to ask questions of what they were, you know, had to get input on. So I think maybe if there was less, uh, how do I say, you know, I think we we're doing, people were just waiting for calls to make decisions. Mm-hmm. and where. Maybe, maybe you should-
1: mean someone to take ownership of each, like the, the, the whole product, I guess
0: yeah well I think people were nervous, of course, you know, investing money or making a decision about money, want everybody else to maybe be on the same page um maybe it's something we should have be been more clear about in the uh in the contracts or in our agreements that um things could be made by one main person, but you know i like I think we're talking a little bit well i I think it's me being harder on. It. Yeah, like you said, we did pretty good. We launched, we built a team all around the world. We we did source products. We did get sales. We did launch. We did do every part of the process and we grew a brand and uh, I think we accomplished mostly what we did. So it was, um. yeah, it was definitely an exciting time. And, and uh, I think also we probably would have needed to maybe raise more money to buy more stock. You know, I think I had been talking to, others on a team at the end you know to grow we could have invested more product or and then um, to grow more product line in that category right Mm -hmm.
1: yeah well I I think in the end like like you said maybe sometimes uh, each person looks at the the other partner and be because we're new. So for some decisions, maybe for example, if we want to put more capital, is like uh, uh, maybe I, if if X partner is going to put more capital, then maybe I'll follow. So uh, because like at least for me, I'm uh, a bit inexperienced in evaluating e-commerce projects. So sometimes I I I follow suit or after other partners opinions i think it's kind of related to the we we said earlier there's no one to like with a lot of confidence or to to take ownership of something
0: yeah i think that was it i think maybe we should have been more clear who could make the decision and uh and then if it was okay, you know, and then of course people are afraid to lose money, you know, like it's, it's a fear that everybody has. What if I picked a wrong product? You know, I think that's why a lot of times people don't start selling on Amazon or start selling online because they do got to make that initial investments and risk of capital for products. Right. So we're at the point where we feel like we're in a good category and at least, at least we're finding some, uh, some traction and ranking and, and, uh, so we could have added more products added more to the business so that is one one way I think a lot of times people do sell their company when they get to the point where they got either invest more money either borrow or or take their funds or get invest other investors and of course I could have gone to the global from Asia email list we had done that a couple of times to get partners and other people to join like Phil and Mark and others I, I could have done that again but I just um yeah, I think we had discussed that as well. But, you know, of course, I think there's any decision sellers need to make. At what point do they want to uh, deploy more capital, invest more, double down, or, um, you know, find other alternatives? Mm-hmm. Right. So so basically, yeah, we had done it a couple of years and there was some turnover in management you know uh, a lot of people came and go i mean i was always nervous people like you would get nervous you know like jack had stepped down (gasps) after only just a few months it was it was kind of scary you know like he had his reasons he might but uh that was pretty 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 quick into it and uh, you know we had we got phil in and you know um you know we did squeeze lorenzo was always tough because i was he had always wanted to get involved since the application process, which I put in the book. And, and you know, he's – he's a, you know, that was always what – I think you know me. I'm a podcast. I'm a blogger. I'm a podcaster. I like to uh, bring people together. And, you know, he was really uh, engaged with the, uh, the content and really wanted to help and had a lot of work he had already started to do for the business of Amazon selling. So that was – you know, I I did feel like we kind of I kind of squeezed him in and we were trying to make it work and then there was another person and there's people leaving and there's people coming. But uh yeah, actually a lot of the Chinese sellers that I talked to said too many people is not not good and you know, like just need to um take action. I think especially I think Chinese sellers do that. They uh they don't hesitate too much. They they look at data they make a decision. They invest money into product. They sell. They look at the data. You know, it's not very emotional. It's not, it's not very drawn out. I don't know if you, mm-hmm. if you'd feel that, have insights or think, thinking about that.
1: I think Chinese sellers. They, uh, firstly, they're really good at numbers, and a lot of them are quite analytical, and as as you said, they're they're not afraid to gamble. So, that's also related to what we talked about earlier uh sometimes we're we're not sure about something, and we probably spend too much time discussing before making a quick vote exactly uh, because this is related to uh, the the remote company as well because probably there are too many people, but I think the main reason is it's sometimes hard to, to gather uh all five people online Uh, of course we we had a set date and time for the meetings but sometimes there are connection problems i I remember we tried using wechat in the beginning
0: yeah
1: for some reason this uh this the connection wasn't stable and it's uh, creating a lot a lot of annoyance because uh like if one guy dropped out then he, he of course he 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 thinks he got missed out right and then we have to like reiterate our thoughts again and then like keep on this loop before we do the voting so yeah. Yeah, sometimes it is is annoying yeah but it's i think i think it's not the fault of anyone or the team structure is it's just uh like sometimes technology is not Stable, I Factor.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, going back to Chinese sellers, you know, we had some Chinese seller, active sellers that wanted to be part of this program when I first launched it, and people were applying, but they they didn't like the idea of doing it online. They actually wanted us to work in their offices in Shenzhen, like almost give us a separate office space and say if you had joined and others had joined, they said, oh, you can move in. You guys can all just work here. That's what they were trying mm. to, and. Uh, they said they know how to do Amazon already. They just wanted us to help with the creative part and the marketing part and the English, of course, and the influencers and overseas. That's what they were trying to get us to do. And, um, you know, I said Mayor was, you know, kind of guiding me in this process, like I say in the in the book. And I think, you know. Um, and I just said, no, we want to do this kind of online. We kind—it's of, not like we didn't want to have Chinese sellers. But we want to kind of have this, at least international. We were thinking it'd be cool to have like a local Chinese people on the team, but uh, you know, it didn't work because they just—they just, they just want everybody in the office. They said, it, you know, they—they they just feel like it wouldn't have worked if it wasn't that way.
1: Hmm. But on on the other hand, I think all of us wanted to have a have a new product line. Like I, I mean, I'm I'm saying this like uh, we we all want to, this project to be so uh, like a a startup. I remember you you talked about this. Uh, we we have we all have the entrepreneurial spirit, so we want to make something new. So also this uh, this can be made into like a case study, so it can be uh, replicable for for other sellers out there
0: yeah, for reference. Yeah. It's true. So.
1: It's kind of different paths. Paths uh, if you go into an existing existing business office and like do a regular nine to five job, you know.
0: Exactly, but it also goes back to the cultural differences. You know, of family. Uh, and not family. Sorry, I hear your kids. I know you got. we got to cut <laughs> this call short. I got my kid. I'm still. I'm actually take care of the kids myself. My wife is in. Uh, Shenyang so we're wrapping up anyway but yeah I agree we but that's just back to the differences always people talk about Chinese sellers they don't want to work online they want everybody to work in the office they call it nine to five or I mean they think they work harder than nine to five too right but (laughs) uh, you know in the office honestly I think that might have actually helped because you know there were times where it was hard for everybody to communicate clearly and And uh, things did go a little bit slower, like you said. But I don't know. I I feel like I'm a little bit hard on myself or us. I think we – like you said, I think we did pretty good. And, uh, of course, I try to keep it real as possible in the book about the ups and the downs. Like I called it the gladiator from the beginning. You know, It's it's true. I mean if this – I feel like Amazon sellers or e-commerce sellers or people – taking a risk, buying a product, taking inventory, shipping it to a, a warehouse, like on the other side of the world, hoping that they sell it, hoping nobody shuts down their account, hoping customer, their rank improves, you know, that, 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 that takes guts, you know, that takes, that takes, uh, you know, confidence and, uh, and uh, we did a great job. So thanks, Cadrian. I mean, um, thanks a lot. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the book. And, uh, I'll, I'm going to have actually when this show goes online, I'll be at the cross border summit. It'll be happening when I'm, when I'm, uh, the show is online and I'll, we'll have print copies for people that are there. And, uh, I'll also, um, you know, get one for, for you, of course, man. And, uh, thanks. It, it was awesome, dude. So, so thanks. Yeah. So, thanks for, uh, thanks, thanks for, for taking. Me. Yeah. Thanks for taking a risk and, a, and part, <laughs> taking part of this crazy adventure. And, uh, we'll uh we'll keep on talking about everything man right keep
1: me posted i'll see you again later
0: sure i'm a content creator these podcasts have been things i love to do and everybody asks me to make content for them if you're interested in getting content creation services we have contentinvestments.com it's a little bit of a site that supports this show we have an amazing team putting this show and other things together if you're interested in different packages and services you can check it out. We have a great management team there. LJ, Mark, and others. www.contentinvestments.com. Thank you, Kajri, for sharing. And you know, I was really nervous. I think this this whole this whole e-commerce gladiator series, or it was a real business. It wasn't just a podcast content series. But it was really stressful for me. Honestly, I was on the you know is my name on the line you know using my reputation here you know i've been doing all these podcasts for all these years and trying to keep everybody happy i I love being the host you know whether it's a cross-border summit that's happening as the show is being published or putting people together for an e-commerce gladiator series i i I do believe we are going to do another e-commerce gladiator style series um and now I'm partner at Alpha Rock Capital, making content. We have the podcast also at Alpha Rock to check out. The whole team is here in Bangkok. We'll also be at the Cross Border Summit. I'll probably bring Mark and them upstage while I give out these books to people. So thank you, everybody. It's just been an amazing, amazing journey. Two years of doing that. And there are so many names. We, we dropped a lot of names in the In the book, I try to put real names, real businesses we use to try to help out anybody that's supported with their services or their support. It's just so many people. That's what I think we believe is bringing together a real community of people. So if you're able to download the book on Kindle, we'll probably figure out a way to let you download it off our website, ecommercegladiator.com slash book. We're also working on some other content for that Site, little mini site for the book and the, the series. So, thank you all for your appreciate to listening. I wonder if you're listening this far along. Anyways, I'm gonna go back to another conference, and I will be in a conference for like two weeks straight, making deals, making connections, getting more guests for this show. All right, take care, of everybody. Bye bye.